This is Brian Etheridge and Levi Caraway with the Sikkim 365 Baseball Podcast. First one, we were doing a different one. This one, though, is going to be about the team now that Mitch Thompson is the head coach, and we're going to you know, go over, talk about Tompy. We're going to talk about the roster, talk about what we, you know, we've seen, you've seen out there mm-hmm. on the field. Because um, two weeks away, we got nope. an opening day, right? I mean, and that's the best time of the year for me, baseball season. So, <laughs> okay. uh, first off, I mean, the hiring of Mitch Thompson sort of brings back to me some back of the history of Baylor baseball mm-hmm. because the highlights of Baylor baseball – you know, or Mitch, mm-hmm. and, you know, when he was assistant Steve Smith, you know, with the College World Series, they won the Big 12, continuing, you know, a contender every year for the Big 12 championship, it seemed like, the entire time he was here. And then once he left, it sort of fell off a little bit, and recruiting fell off, and, you know, just the downward spiral happened. You know, then Steve Rodriguez comes in, replaces Steve Smith, a couple good years, and it just sort of seemed like last year or after COVID, everything just sort of went flat. Mm-hmm. And I think – you just saw sort of everybody, you know, just the interest was gone. Mm-hmm. And now hiring Mitch after Steve left, you, you've started to see some of that come back. Like the mm-hmm. community around Waco is excited to have Mitch back mm-hmm. I mean, after his time at MCC. Um, what else are you seeing out there, you know, Levi? Yeah, I think I think from a fan perspective, I've heard my friends who don't even care about baseball, including Emery over here, they're super excited. Come on, Emery. They're super excited for um, for Mitch and just to get out there and see him. Um, and so I think that's awesome for people who aren't necessarily, like, super involved to be excited about that. Um, yeah, and so, like, obviously I've only been in Waco a couple of years as a student, but that's that's really exciting that they can get the Waco community back involved with the baseball program because, like, nothing was there last year. Um, on, on midweek games, probably a couple hundred people. So super excited to, to get the ballpark filled and hopefully in – in two weeks, it'll be it'll be a packed house on Friday or Saturday. So, I mean, and the one thing about it is, Mitch, I mean, inherited some players, but he also had quite a few leave. You had, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I guess everyone that everyone went to the end of you know the, to the draft except for Trey Richardson, who went to TCU. Yeah, but everybody else that left was drafted, so he sort of had a lot of his top talent disappear. Mm-hmm. Uh, from that, he does have some arms coming back, which mm-hmm. we'll talk about those later when we talk about the pitching. You know, he's going to have to rebuild the entire offense, the entire defense, the infield, and the outfield. Mm-hmm. And he's had quite a few players come in. I mean, obviously, some of those have now gone. There are still some more cuts to be made, um, you know, but they're really close to that line of 38 right now that you have to get down to. And they have a couple guys who are injured that mm-hmm. do not count against that. And then uh, also, uh, Blake Elton with the being a super senior mm-hmm. not counting against that that roster mm-hmm. uh, count. So once they get down to that, you know, that's going to have to happen in the next two weeks. Obviously, I think that those conversations have obviously been had, mm-hmm. but there are people that are, you know, really close of yay or nay being there on the, on the roster. So they're going to continue to, you know, practice and fight over these next couple of weeks mm-hmm. to, you know, keep their spot or not lose a spot. Um, or if injuries happen – you have a guy that, you know, is there mm-hmm. and hasn't left left the campus yet or left the program. And it, it is a very tough thing. And I know we talked about it on the board about it probably eating Mitch up that he's having to make yeah. some of these cuts. But uh, you go look around the rest of the world of baseball, and it's a very common occurrence for mm-hmm. some teams. I mean, LSU's got 20 <laughs> extra or something, yeah. and Texas Tech made a living on it mm-hmm. uh, for a long time doing that where you're cutting guys the day before they started mm-hmm. playing. Uh, 
and you're not talking like one or two, you're talking 10 or 15 that they would do that with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Tech got called out for it, right? Rightfully mm-hmm. so. Um, and I know Mitch doesn't run a program that way. Uh, he didn't run that way at MCC. He didn't run the run that way at Baylor under Steve Smith. So it's, um, but that is sort of what the position he's in because he is having to replace mm-hmm. so many players. And, yeah. you know, they were picked ninth out of nine <laughs> in the Big 12 mm-hmm. to, uh, that just doesn't make any sense either, by, by the way. Iowa State, get a baseball team. Be American. <laughs> um, to have that, though, to come back. Mm-hmm. And he's going to – I mean, he's building from the ground up. Yeah, he really is. I mean, the, the I was surprised with how many Rod guys kind of stayed. Um, and then, obviously, the freshman class, he, he inherited Rod's recruits. But, yeah, like, he, he's going to – this is not just a typical flip the roster over, over one summer. Like, this is going to take a few years. Um and so I, d- I can't really say what the expectations will be this year because there's going to be so much um, so much unknown. Like going through going through just the lineup. I mean, only one guy from last year is returning that had significant at bats, and even even him, Casey Newman, only had 72, and he didn't even play because we were because Rod was starting a guy that was hitting <laughs> barely over 200 for half the season. Yeah, that that was an interesting. We that was always an interesting board uh, discussion of of. If you're hitting below the Mendoza line, why are you in the why are you in the lineup? <laughs> um, but I think that the other thing is, I know Mitch was the you know the hitting coach when he was here mm-hmm. back then, and he's had a grip it and rip it. You know, he wants power, mm-hmm. he wants to be able to drive the ball, he wants to have uh, offense. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's something we're going to see a little bit different. We're going to yeah. see a lot less bunning, a lot, <laughs> you know, and that way people can't con- just continually talk about the bunning yeah. over and over again. I think that that's going to uh, – you won't see that as much. Yeah. You'll still see it in situations, mm-hmm. but you're not going to see it quite as much. And I think they're going to go for more big innings than uh, than we've seen in the past. Mm-hmm. We just hope that they have the players to do it. Yeah. And, and that's what we'll talk about as well later. Mm-hmm. But, but for him, I think bringing the community together, bringing the excitement back onto campus, and like you're talking about, you, you see it on campus. You have mm-hmm. guys who want to go watch baseball now. Mm-hmm. And I think getting you know kids back in the in the outfield bleachers, you know, yeah. and, you know, everybody smuggles in some beer, Baylor tournament, just turn your head and let it happen, you know, just put it in a cup and like we used to do, <laughs> and nobody knows. But you know, get some tailgate. I know me and Blake Blackmar are going to do a tailgate for baseball. That'll be fun. Yeah. So we're going to do something like that because we want to make sure that Mitch gets the support that mm-hmm. he used to get back when they were winning a, yeah. a ton. And this year could be rough. Yes, potentially it could be. So. There is a – looking at the schedule, mm-hmm. it's not very tough. Mm-hmm. It's um, – and it's very home-dominated. Yeah. Um, 36 home games, I believe. Yeah. So, you're talking the amount of the amount of people that are going to be able to come here. But Central Michigan – They made the tournament last year. Yeah. At Duke. That's – Duke's a solid program. Yeah. Uh, Youngtown State. Yeah, it's Kate. Mercer. Mercer is a decent, decent. program. Yeah. And then, you know, then you get K-State. But if you look at it, the very first part of the roster, they, they only leave Waco three times, you know, for to, to go to Duke. Yeah. For until March 24th. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, so from so February 17th all the way out to the 24th of March, before they leave, they only leave Waco for one series, and that's at Duke. So it's very front-loaded yeah. in Baylor's favor. Um, getting that victory against K State, which is still a possibility. Yeah. K State's not very not picked very high yeah, as well. They'll be at the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. So that's something that uh, we 
you hope to see you have a win, you know, have a very strong winning record against that 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 grouping. And then you go. Yeah, so nineteen of the first twenty two games will be at home. And um it's really tough to put a rec a record a record prediction here, but like fifteen wins is probably out the first twenty two. If they get fifteen and seven, you're feeling okay. Not feeling okay. I think I think they should win fifteen games. Um, but yeah, I mean, if if they can win the series against Kansas State and then take care of business in those other series, yeah, I think I think there will be reason for optimism. There's just there's just so many questions that I think it's tough. Um, like like even with the weekend rotation, who's going to be after Blake Helton? We don't know. When is Will Rigney going to come back? Sometime in March, probably. Mm-hmm. But will he be healthy? Will he be able to start? So yeah, just a lot of questions. Yeah. So I guess we can just go down. I mean, for looking at the roster here, I mean, right now showing forty three players, right? Right. So there's, and two people are injured, so that's down to forty one. Helton is is not super count. doesn't count. So yeah. So you need to be at thirty eight or um, thirty five. Yeah. So I'll explain this real quick. So on Tuesday, so we're filming this on Saturday the fourth. On Tuesday, the official roster should be up, um, with the thirty eight guys. Um, we're at forty three currently. Two of those players, um, Will or Colin McKinney and Tanner Duke, are both injured and out for the season. So they will they do not count towards the thirty five. And then Blake Helton is using his COVID year of eligibility, so he does not count. So, so we're at forty three. We need to get to thirty eight, basically. Um, so you got three that don't count. So you more or less you have five guys. Yeah. So they got to yeah. cut five guys um, either by Monday or Tuesday. So yeah. And I think probably those conversations again have been had, and yeah. I know that. The guy Mitch is that's going to be very difficult, yeah. but he will be honest and upright mm-hmm. with the, with them. And uh, if their career ends there or they transfer out, then that is a possibility. Yeah, uh, the roster is incredibly young, sort of, because you have. I mean, you got four seniors, mm-hmm. twenty juniors, many of them transfers, mm-hmm. uh, seven sophomores, and twelve freshmen. So you have more juniors than anything, but they don't have experience yeah. at Baylor. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the part that leaves everyone with the questions. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we have a good idea. Uh, if we're going to talk about the rotation, we have a good idea on Blake Hilton. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know Will Rigney. We do expect him back sometime around conference play, I believe. Mm-hmm. I believe mm-hmm. He has been injured. He is electric when he's on the mound, when yes. he's not injured. But he has been is this somebody that maybe turns into a mid-relief guy that you get once or twice a week yeah. and give an inning versus somebody you try to push six innings at a time? Yeah. I, I'm not sure. And I, I know uh, Coach Leverton will be the, the guy that tries to get it out of him and mm-hmm. tries to keep him healthy and, and have, have a great senior season for him. Yeah, Will, um, Will is, I think, about a week, uh, a week ago. He was, I was told he was at 75%, and he's feeling the best he's ever felt. Um, and so yeah, when when Will's at his best, he's fantastic. Um, I guess, I guess, kind of like a good analogy for him is he's like the Squirrel Williams of the baseball team, basically. Yes. But is, is he available? Is he Not available? Availability is the best ability, but when he is when he is on, he's fantastic. So. Correct. Yeah, I, I agree. And you um, got some relievers there. They're seniors in in uh, Needham and Oliver. Uh, both those guys struggled a little bit last year mm-hmm. uh, with control. Obviously, we've heard better results this year mm-hmm. uh, during. Um, during fall ball mm-hmm. and then nail. So uh, that's those are two reliable guys that if uh, you put them out there on the mound, they're probably going to be able to, mm-hmm. you know, get some outs for you. Uh, 
Are they electric? Probably not. Not like Will is, but they can miss a bat or two mm-hmm. or get outs. Mm-hmm. Uh, they compete, mm-hmm. and I think that that's something that Mitch is probably looking a little bit for. Um, the rest of the the rest of the uh, you know pitching staff, though. I mean, Petrowski is your power guy, probably your yeah, closer. That's what yeah. Uh, Kendall Rogers on D one thinks he'll be the closest. He's throwing ninety six, ninety seven. He he can he's he's your power arm on the roster. Hopefully there. he I mean, can throw strikes, but yeah. Yeah. Mason Marriott is a guy who has some has some power as well, but struggled with control last yeah. year. Yeah. Uh, you hope that's gotten that one's gotten taken care they've, of. They've yeah, they've said really good things about him throughout the fall and spring. And so hopefully he's one of those guys they're kinda expecting potentially to be a weekend type of guy. But that's still up in the air. Blake Rogers, I think, is another power arm who's a freshman. But he's really good. He's, he's he, he is really good. And he's a he's a he's is he's the six six. Yes. Yes. He's a freshman from California. So um, he's a guy that has a has potential. Yeah, he'll he'll probably come out the pen this year, but like in the future possibly. He's he's a real deal. He's really good. And he could be a midweek guy too. Yeah, yeah. Could be totally a midweek starter, somebody they try to try to groom into that. Um who else are you seeing there that Gabe Craig, yeah, um, he has he throws hard. He has a pretty nasty breaking ball, but in the two the two or three scrimmages I watched in the fall, he really he really struggled with command. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think kind of the demons from last year's bullpen of the walks and stuff. You get a little you get a little scared of of hopefully it won't the same results won't happen where you're just where they're just walking everybody continuing 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 that, that was a frustration yeah. last year to watch the people continually to walk and walk yeah. and it was just and I, I think that you're going to see them throw more a little bit not nibble around the plate as much yeah i think you're going to see make some contact make the defense work yeah you know the defense is going to be solid yeah Mitch, mitchell had the defense solid uh dylan will have the you know will have the defense solid mm-hmm. they're going to do things that um you know, make the play. Yeah, and I think I think there's just a lot more options this year in the back end of the pen. I mean, last year for there was a stretch where Marriott was struggling and he didn't pitch for a month, and then there was a stretch where, or like the first two thirds of the season, Grant Gollum and Adam Muirhead didn't pitch at all, and then yeah. toward down the end of the stretch, they were the two best relievers or two most reliable guys, and they yeah, barely played. I didn't know if those guys were injured and then they started playing, or they yeah, just. Or I, they I just, don't know. They start, <laughs> it was it was just strange. Yeah, we see one guy yeah. pitch and then disappear. Yeah, and yeah. then never see him again. And I forgot. I think it, it might have been Muirhead came in through like ninety five miles an hour. Yeah, like, that like, hard. Yeah, and and then all of a sudden, you don't hear from him for three just weeks. Gone. <laughs> so. Again, it could have been it could have been a muscle twinge. It could have been whatever. But for some reason, some of those guys just, I mean, come in or ghosts. Yeah, uh, it was just interesting to watch. Just didn't know what was on the roster. We didn't yeah. really know what was on the roster last year, and then that's what the, some of the potential. Some of the guys, mm-hmm. and that was, uh, you know, yeah, Kobe Andre. He's gonna be out there, you know, being one of your left-hand guys, you know, that yeah. will get a little bit of, get a little bit of a run, probably might be one potential, of your s- Sunday Yeah, starter. potential weekend starter. I really, I mean, like, he pitched, when he first came in around the middle of Big 12 play, he was, like, fantastic. Um, he really struggled in those last three games mm-hmm. against Texas and Tech and K-State. He really got beat up in those games. Um, but he was really good Other besides that, so. Now, is Brzezowski playing 
Is he pitching as well? As I think he's going to pitch. I think their main thing is he's going to be a starting outfielder potentially. Yeah. Um, but I think he he could come out of the pen, come and come in relief from the outfield. And yeah. I know that you know there. I've heard some buzz about him. Yeah, yeah. He's he's going to be really good. I mean, like we're going to be, the team is going to be counting on so many freshmen this season. He's definitely one of the top guys. Um, he's really well spoken. He spoke to the media last week, and he's mm -hmm. he's a lot. He's really he's really mature for his age, and so I'm excited to watch him okay. watch him out there. Who else excites you on that on that Ross on the on the pitching roster? Um, I think I think Cole Stasio has been really has there's been a lot of buzz about him kind of throughout okay. the fall and spring and so he's and he and he's another guy like he's six five from the right side like he's he's intimidating on the mound last last year he just another guy that just struggled to throw strikes and so if he can if he can put it together I mean the sky's the limit for him um, coming out of the pen. You know Chandler Freeman's another I think that. We saw some potential last year, mm -hmm. and just has again. He 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 really struggled with with command Control. with command last year. Yeah. yeah, so that's uh you know Cam Cayley, obviously Harrison's brother. Yeah, he came in and he did he did a decent job last year in relief as well. Yeah, uh, so you're in, you'll see that. And he might be a weekend guy too. He he had, he started a he started an opposite of Blake Helton last Friday in and the scrimmage and shut him down. Right? Yeah, I mean, he, he, he outdueled Blake. He he threw three scoreless. I mean, with the with the with the current state of the offense, I don't know how much of a <laughs> how much that really means, but he looks solid. So yeah, so I guess sort of segueing into that, no seniors, infield or outfield. That's what I'm showing right now on the roster. Is there any? Um, so the not that I'd call, I, I, I don't know if Cole Posey's considered a senior, but he has two years of eligibility left. Yeah, like I got him right now as a junior. So. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, he's um, – so, again, entirely new offense. Yeah. So, having to rebuild that, I think some of the names that we've heard, we heard before, uh, Altman, Pendergrass, Simmons. Y yeah. Simmons yeah. is your one of your main guys. That's I'm excited to see him. Uh, to do that. So, that's – um, where I'm sort of, I mean, I think Simmons is the guy that power and speed. I mean, he had quite a few stolen bases. He did have some stolen bases. Yeah. Um, I think he led his conference in stolen bases. Yeah, he's he's JC. a big boy, so I'm curious to see him on the base path. He reminds me of some of the players that were here back when Mitch yeah. was here. Uh, yeah. Previously, some guys, you know, just bigger barrel chested guys that can turn on the ball and rip yeah. it. And have enough speed, they can you know log one from you know yeah. put, you know turn a single into a double, mm -hmm. maybe even double into a triple at times if the you know if you bobble the ball in the outfield. Mm -hmm. I think that that's probably your best batter right now. Probably yeah. if I mean like his numbers from from Howard College, like the JUCO were I mean, insane. He was almost five hundred. Yeah, right? like yeah. But again, this is a step up. The Big Twelve yeah, is a step up. Yeah, there's Everything's a step up. Maybe. But if he goes and hits three thirty. Oh, that yeah, that's, that, that that's first-team all-conference. Yeah, it would have killed the team last year. That would have been, you know, huge. Yeah, let me find his stats. Yeah, Case and Newman coming back. Yeah. And we know he has power. Um, yeah. He is a pull hitter. Yes, he is. Uh, that's so. a little bit of hole in the swing from that. Mm -hmm. So, I think that that was what held him back a little bit last year. And I know Mitch will work with him. Dilly will work with him to go out there and, mm -hmm. ex and extend his swing. Yeah. But he – if he gets a hold of it, he oh does yeah. huge he's power. Huge power to the right field gap. Um, yeah, and he's just another another guy. I mean, I've said this a million times, but it's just like if he got consistent at-bats last year, I think he could have been really good. I think he ended up – I mean, he only had 72 at-bats. So, like, hitting 290 is a little bit of a wonky scale. But he did definitely show – he's shown 
a lot of things and a lot of potential when he was in the lineup. You should have seen more at-bats from him. Yes, what, I agree. What, what should have happened. And he, sh- he should be the starting DH this year. Um, and he could be the backup first baseman. And he, he talked to the media as well yeah. Uh, just yeah, the other day. Week, so yeah. that was, that was That's interesting a good sign, yeah. that he came out there. Yeah, and um, who else you, who else you see in there? Um, I'm going to read Hunter Simmons's his last year's stats at Howard. Okay, so 54 games, 393 batting average, 485 OBP, 765 slugging percentage, um, 77 hits, 19 doubles, three triples, 16 home runs, 51 RBIs, and 23 stolen bases. 16 home runs and 23. Yeah, 16 home runs, 23 that's pretty, stolen that's bases. That's pretty crazy for somebody his size. In so. 54 games. Yeah. So just extrapolate that to a major league season. That's 48 home <laughs> runs. <laughs> yeah. And uh, in almost 70 stolen bases. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. So Yeah, so, I mean, if you go 48-70 in the, in the league, I mean – you're gonna be okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm excited to watch. You do. You go 48-70 in 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 uh <laughs> in high school. Yeah, in you're high doing school. okay. Yeah. Uh, you do that in junior college anywhere. Those mm-hmm. numbers are are are, are insane. Yeah. So again, we're gonna see him drop a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Yeah. But the one thing that excites me about that is that uh, that OBP. Yeah. I mean that's almost fifty percent. Yeah. So he's almost getting uh, every time he comes to the plate, he's either walking. Yeah. Which means he's got a good eye. Yeah. Or he's getting a hit. Yeah. So he's stinging the ball. So that's good to see. The um, Altman, another guy. He he was. I think he was hurt throughout the fall. He was. So I haven't really yeah. seen much of him. Pendergrass. Yeah, he's he's gonna be good. Um, I think he's he's currently slotted to start somewhere in the infield. Um, whether that be third or first. You know, Colby Not Branch sure has had a good a good. He, yeah, a lot of pe- a lot of people think really highly of him. They think he's gonna be one of the guys and he's a true freshman mm-hmm. too um and so he's, he's kind of has a has a smaller frame you wouldn't be he's a little bit five nine one yeah 60, 170 kind yeah. of guy yeah um, but it's nothing like crazy but a lot of people think he's gonna be really good so i'm excited to watch him play and he has a nice uh for a freshman he has a nice little mustache going so yeah. I, lo- I love the swag he's got the sw- he got yeah. the stash working <laughs> yeah. and then medellin i think you know he's coming out out of the uh the houston area the bay yeah. area down there He's pretty smooth fielder. He's really good defensively. Uh, I, I I think he's going to be really good eventually. I'm not. Sh- I don't know how much playing time he'll see this year, but he's he's one of the better better arms I've seen from short um, over the past years, kind of covering college baseball. So I'm excited. And he's also another thing with him is he's he's a really good. He's really natural running, stealing bases. So I okay. think he might be used in some some situations like that. Okay. Yeah, catcher. You got Harrison Kaylee. Yeah. Cortland Castle. And Cortland Castle. Yeah. Um, Walker Polk. Mm-hmm. And, Zach Mazok. and then Zach Mazok. Yeah. Mazok showed some crazy yeah. power. Yeah. yeah and he played Polk well. had some crazy power in high school. Yeah. Polk is Polk is jacked. When I I was walking on <laughs> when I was walking around the other day, he's huge. And he's a freshman. So so it's, it's a different look of players. It is a saying. different like I I don't I guess he was technically a rod recruit, but he doesn't look like the prototypical rod recruit. I think he was like six two by two twenty or something. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> yeah he's, he's so he he's might big. turn into DH more than catcher. Yeah. He's he's big. Um, and Harrison Kaylee or Cortland Castle, I don't think anybody's really separated themselves in that race so far. So. And Kaylee has the experience yeah. right now. Kale Castle yeah. backed him up last year. Yeah, neither one of them really have much power. but Good defensively, both pretty good defensively. Yeah. So m- I'm, I'm interested to watch how Polk and, and Masak do yeah. um, this year for, you know, if they push those guys yeah. or if you're able to redshirt one of them mm-hmm. or one of them moves to DH or one of them moves mm-hmm. to first base. But I think right now I think that, yeah, probably Harrison probably has the job right now as a defensive catcher. And, yeah. you know, with Zach Dillon being here, he was a yeah, that's very true. good defensive catcher and a very good hitter and very um, – he was a guy that, you know, drew a lot of walks, took yeah. a lot of hits 
you know, hit by pitches. Yeah. You know, just a dirt bag. Yeah. In a, in a good way. And you yeah. know, say that about a, about a player, but he's a uh, he's a heck of a he was a heck of a player at Baylor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that, I think that sort of covers what you know the the positions a little bit. Who are the guys that just have really stood out overall for you when you go out there and watch? I think Hunter Simmons, number one. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be really good. Um, when I wa- even though, I mean, like, I watched last Friday at the scrimmage, like, Blake Helton gave up a couple runs, but it was kind of weird because they would do, like, six outs in an inning start yeah, guys. Yeah. Like, just kind of crazy stuff. Situational. Yeah, kind of crazy stuff. But, like, when he was out on the mound, he looked very in control. Um, and he looks like he's really kind of taken on that that leadership role. Kind of, I think he's pretty much the only veteran that's been around. Him and Anderson Needham have been around a while, but – Obviously, Blake Helton's going to be the Friday guy. He's going to set the role or set the kind of set the weekend up just with how he pitches on Friday. And I think he can definitely do that. Um, I'm trying to look through who else. I think, I think, I don't know how much Cole Posey's going to contribute like on the, I don't know how much he's going to contribute on the field. I think he's going to be one of those dirt bag guys that yeah. just, is just so good to set the culture in Mitch's first year. Um, I think he's going to be really important. Um, I'm really looking forward to Will Rigney coming back. That's going to be so much fun. Um, I'm excited to see to see the fresh one with Branch and Brzezowski get out there. That's going to be exciting. Mm, trying to find somebody else. Blake, I'm I'm interested to watch Blake Rogers too. I was about to say Blake Rogers is yeah. I'm excited to watch watch him play with some real competition because um, he was fantastic in the fall when I watched him play. Yeah. And then I mean the other thing you're going to be able to see is. I, I want to see Petrowski. Yeah. I mean, everybody wants to see the numbers. I, I right? haven't seen him pitch yet. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody, I've I've seen some bullpen like video. Really? Oh. Not, oh, not, not not from not yeah, from Baylor, not Baylor, but just yeah. you know, just his bullpen stuff when he's out there throwing. And I've heard some buzz that he is, he's bringing it. He's yeah. he's got that power arm yeah. and, and uh, not always knowing where it goes. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes that's a good. thing. Yeah, I mean, nuke Lucian a little bit, let yeah. it go, and and, uh, and get a little scared, hit the bull. Yeah. Uh, so that's 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 where I'm seeing that it, it is. But this is just gonna be. I mean, there are so many questions. So many questions. And it's gonna be fun to follow because yeah. you know, the guy leading it is doing everything he can to yeah. to do it and bring everybody together. But the whole entire piece is, everyone's new. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this is almost like Scrabble, or yeah, just throw, throw, really throw all the letters on the on the table, and you have a team now. Yeah. But he has recruited these guys, and plus the guys that came back, plus the guys that were already coming in. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many did they have at start of fall, at start of fall? Was it fifty five or fifty seven? It, it was in the upper fifties, yeah, mid yeah, to upper fifties. Yeah. So fourteen have already been mm-hmm. been released or or told they weren't going to play at Baylor or not their careers were not continue at Baylor. Mm-hmm. So. That's a lot of, you know, cutting through mm-hmm. uh, players. And now, again, we've got five more to go. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to know that. Sorry that happens to them, but it is going to happen. Yeah. It's just part of the game at this point. No one likes yeah. it, but it is what it is. And, and you have to go through, and life's not always fair. Yeah. But the best thing is you have an opportunity to go play somewhere else and prove that person wrong. Yeah, yeah Coach Aranda talked about that this morning at, he the, did. at the breakfast. About and you, you can't save everybody. can't save everybody. And sometimes that happens. Yeah. You have to go and, and do it. So um, what do you see? I'm just going to go back to the schedule a little bit for a second here. Okay. What do you see as the hardest 
Hardest series? Hardest series. Mm, I think that second second weekend of Big 12 play at Oklahoma State in Stillwater, that'll be a good good test. Because, mm-hmm. like, I think, I think if you look at, like, the Big 12 power rankings, I think TCU is, like, on paper, they're they are loaded. Um, a few steps down from that is Oklahoma State. They kind of have to rebuild. They have to kind of – they have a lot of new players at key positions. Um, and then I think a bump under that is somewhere between OU, Texas, and Tech will all be kind of fighting for three through five. It's interesting that it was a little bit of a fall off this year in the Big 12. I mean, not yeah. the rankings, they fell they fell off. They were yeah. a lot of highly ranked teams last year and the year before, mm-hmm. and then this year it sort of fell down a little bit. Yeah. So, is that mean Baylor has a room for the taking to go in there and get a 500 record or closer to that I, in conference? I, I think that I think that's like the ceiling of this team is like around a 500 Big 12 record and then be a bubble team. And I think that would be a fantastic first year for Mitch because like nobody's really expecting to go to the, po- the post. I mean, maybe the team is, but like I don't, I don't, I'm not expecting us to go to the postseason. But if we do, that'll be great. Um, do you think like a West Virginia? You know, later in the year, make, is make or break. They win that series um, or sweep that series. That gives them a much better shot of, of going to the, and making the making the tournament. Probably because six, seven, six, seven, and eight is going to six, seven, eight through six through nine is going to be between Baylor, Kansas, Kansas State, and West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, West Virginia lost some some good players. Um, I I love their coach Randy Mazey. They always just play super hard. They're, they they're are, super yep, scrappy, competitive. Yeah, yeah. So I'm glad that I'm glad that series is in Waco because um, that's the second to last Big Twelve series. Um, and so yeah, like if they'll probably have a pretty good idea of where they're going to need to be. And so that series is probably going to be extremely important. And then at TCU final, well, I guess Baylor has the big 12 by the final weekend of the season. So like technically the second to last week in the season, but final big 12 series for us yeah. at TCU. But picking up Cal state Bakersfield there at the end too. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what they, what they're going to be this yeah, year. I, but I, don't, I don't know. Hey, that's, if you can get three more wins out of it, it makes a difference. That yeah. makes a difference. And then going into the tournament, yeah. going to the Big 12 tournament in Arlington this year. Yeah. Uh, not in Oklahoma City anymore. Nope. Moved, moved it down to the Globe Life. Not Globe Is it No, not Globe Life. What is it called it's now? Globe Life. Is it Globe Life yeah. now? I thought, yeah, because what's the, what's the new, the, the old the ch- park? Well, they changed, like, the ballpark in Arlington to, like, Choctaw something. Yeah, it's, yeah, something, it's like something. They're playing football. They were playing high school games in yeah, both the, of them at the, the same X- time. The and XFL just, or something. Yeah, my my uh, my head was spinning at that point. Cause, uh-huh. I mean, that, that ballpark, I went to it on opening day when it opened. Um, not long ago. Didn't against Toronto? Like. Or that was in 2020 against Colorado. No, no, I'm talking about. Oh, the ballpark in Arlington. The ballpark in oh, Arlington. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm old. Yeah, Levi. it's okay. I think that was before I was born. That's okay. Thanks, Levi. Thanks for reminding me of that. <laughs> you know, uh, but no, again, that's the stadium's not old. It was it was beautiful when it was built, but it was just always too hot. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, now Globe Life. I've not been to a game in Globe Life. Right. No, it's a fun ballpark. Just it looks like a barn. It does. So I just my my friend is in the my friend worked for the architecture firm that did it, so I can't say any bad things. Oh yeah, you can. It looks like a barn. <laughs> it looks. It, I mean, it just doesn't look like a baseball field, but that's okay. That's that they're playing in. It. It's got a closed roof and it stays nice and cool. So, mm-hmm. uh, but that is what it is. So, what else are you thinking? Mm, I'm looking at the schedule, and yeah, I think, I think 500 record in Big 12 play and 35 wins will be like the absolute ceiling of this team. Um, Potential postseason berth, I think likely it's probably going to be around 25 wins and probably, uh, let's see, let's do quick math, like 10 and 14 or 9 and 15 or something in Big 12 play. That's probably more likely. Um, 
Yeah, but I mean, Kansas has a new coach. Kansas State lost a lot. West Virginia lost a lot. So I think I think it's a very real possibility that Baylor finishes six. Um, and last year, West Virginia was in sixth place, and things were looking good for their postseason. Um, heading into the final couple weeks, and they kind of fell apart towards the end, and then they got swept. And they lost both their games in the Big 12 tournament, and that was it. But they were on the bubble kind of heading into those last couple weeks of the season. I think, I think Baylor can be in a similar situation this year. Yeah, I agree. And – I mean, there's only one place to go from from where they're picked, yeah, and that's yeah. up, right? There's yeah. you can't you can't uh, you can't fall any further, yeah, uh, unless you're Iowa State, because yeah, true. Again, they're un-American. Mm-hmm. Um, just gonna just gonna lay that out there. I don't think you should be in the Big Twelve without a baseball team. Okay. There's a lot of beef on Twitter this week between Iowa State and, and you, Central you, Florida. This UCF has a baseball team. They do have a baseball team. Yeah. Cincinnati has a baseball team. BYU has a baseball team. Yeah, I'm excited. I hope I can get so to is U of H. Yeah, U of H. U of H used to be good. I hope it used to be. I yeah. hope uh I hope I can make a trip to Provo one time. Oh no, it's, it's a beautiful trip. Yeah. Uh, Provo was a great trip for the, the football you know, for when we went out there for football except for the, the results. So we had a great time out there. Yeah. BYU folks were very happy to see us. <laughs> they were they were they loved the show, so they loved the channel. Uh it's it's always interesting how uh, different fan bases react yeah. to it. But yeah, BYU loves loves the uh, the um, the Sikkim three sixty five umbrella and the in the and all of us. Me and Ashley had a, a lot of high fives from the fans. It was, <laughs> it, was it was interesting. That's funny. Yeah. So, but that is. Um, what else you got for the for the this this our first episode one here, the Mitch Thompson here on the podcast. Mm, I think there's just so many questions that I'm just I'm just excited to see some games being played. I am as point. well. Yeah. I'm hoping we have warmer weather. There, there's Last nothing nothing worse than cold, 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 bad yeah, baseball. Yeah, opening day's at 3, so on Friday. So hopefully that'll kind of give some you hope it's more people. You hope I do, yeah. 70s. Like it's how it is right now. So. Oh yeah, if it's, if it's 60 right now, I've, I've, I've set at that ballpark mm-hmm. with the wind coming in from the north off that river. It's brutal. It's brutal. Yeah. It's really brutal. And even when they were winning, it was brutal. Yeah. There's nothing you really could do that would, like, warm you up <laughs> even the winds weren't doing yeah. it um but yeah I, I know that uh we're gonna have to figure out when we're gonna do this tailgate because i'm looking at it and i mean I'm, i mean youngstown state doesn't really do it for me mercer really doesn't do it for texas me texas so or OU. it could be k-state yeah that'd yeah, be that'd be a good that's early a, that's one. a pretty decent one i got i got some things i gotta do on that 17th of march but i think that uh that's still a possibility I know I'll get Blackmar and we'll get the I'll get his trailer up here and we'll get some get some meat smoking and get everybody invited out there and we'll just sit around and get some Three Nations beer and Baylor can turn the turn the eye the other way and we'll sit out in the parking lot and have a good time. Yeah, that sounds fun. Set up a couple tents and and go for it. Mm-hmm. So if we have to, I guess we'll do it at Brass's parking. But you know, everybody can just stumble over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it'd be a good time to go out there and have it and try to get everybody back to. The way it used to be. Mm-hmm. Get that winning tradition of the Baylor baseball back. Yep, let's bring it back. Exactly. So, Brian Etheridge, Levi Caraway, our first episode here on, our, on the podcast, Talking Baylor Baseball. We'll do these at least once a week, and we'll go through uh, pretty much the week ahead mm-hmm. and do that. And we'll talk, come back after the roster cuts happen this week when the official roster comes out, and we'll just run probably each guy one by one and go through and just talk about the strengths, weaknesses that we've seen and – heard about and what they bring to the team and off we go yeah